Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. Today is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. This is episode 127-127. I am so pumped about this episode, and it's not just because one of this guy's biggest hits of 2020 is pump action, but it's because he's an awesome dude and a great producer. You might have seen last week I went live on Instagram with my man, Jake Shore Drive. It was such a powerful conversation, I knew I wanted to share it again. In this episode, we discuss Jake's early beginnings and successes as a DJ in the music industry. He transitioned from a big college DJ and earned his stripes in the Chicago scene. Now recently, he did rebrand. Late April, he announced that a new chapter has begun with a hyper focus on music production. And this guy has been grinding in the studio. You might remember sometime last year, I interviewed a guy named Orville Harley Klein. He is a member of Porn and Chicken. He is also a certified Ableton instructor. And this is who Jake has been learning from. Needless to say, his tracks are certainly showing the hard work. The important thing to understand about developing a sonic identity and putting music out there as you rebrand is it's okay to put it out there and think, I'm not really sure if this is my sound, is this who I am? It's even more important that you are putting yourself out there and you are taking the chance, you are getting feedback, you are hearing criticism, you are hearing compliments, and we had a great conversation on that. Now, Jake has been on a hot streak though. 2020, he's already got six tracks out, and I'm telling you, this guy is a new producer in the game, it hasn't been that long, but I'm telling you, he is really, really working hard and his music is unique and I love his energy. The coolest thing that Jake is doing is with every release, he's doing some high level marketing. I'm talking TikTok dances. I'm talking grassroots marketing. I'm talking slide in the DMs. This guy is all over the place with this music. It's music that not only you can stream, but you can see, you can feel. And it's really, really smart in this day and age. So I respect the hustle, Jake. Keep doing that, man. It's so cool. It's so inspiring. Jake's motto is we have fun. And yes, it might be cheesy like he says, but this guy wears his heart on his sleeve. And he has a new radio show called We Have Fun Radio, and it's nothing short of a great time. This guy really has a voice for radio. I better watch out. Jake has worked really hard to get to the point where he's at right now and has had a lot of his own obstacles. He actually quit drinking over a year ago and that in itself in the music industry guys is something that's really, really hard to do and it's not discussed enough. So it was really cool to hear why he did it, how he's done it and how he's been using his network and his friends and his family to really help him. And he's feeling better than ever. You can hear it in every single word he says. Truly, truly enjoyed this interview. This guy is on fire, and I cannot wait to see what he's got in store for the rest of 2020 and 2021 and beyond. So without further ado, guys, let's hear it from Mr. Jake Shore Drive himself. This is episode 127. Let's get it. Yo! This works. I wasn't sure exactly how to do this. First time I jumped in on somebody's live. Good job. <laughs> How you doing, my man? Dude, I'm I'm good. I'm just trying to, you know, navigate my my way through this crazy crazy life we live in now. I just started uh started my uh, my double life again, so I'm teaching back in school and 
trying to do music and, you know, like I said, just trying to figure everything out because every day it seems like there's something new. So. <laughs> I know, man. You, you, uh, I forgot you were a teacher. How long have you been doing that for? Dude, this will be my seventh year. Wow, that's awesome. Holy yeah, shit. This will be my, my seventh year as a teacher. Um, I, it's in el- elementary school out in Arlington Heights. I started as a fifth grade teacher um, and moved around a little bit. Now I'm, in, now I'm teaching third grade for my first year of third grade. So, But I got to loop up with a bunch of my kids from last year, so that helps a lot for sure. That's awesome. How, what's school yeah. like right now? How is it? You know, school is, uh, is, is different for sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's all online for, for the kids. Uh, I actually have to go in uh, to the school, so you have a bunch of teachers that are kind of in their own rooms teaching from a computer <laughs> that's that's so strange i have my own opinions about it but we'll you know we'll leave it at that um God. yeah so it's, it's definitely different I, I miss the kids being in school obviously there's just so many like intangibles that you can't even um try and recreate over a screen like you know just having a kid in person and uh, building that rapport especially in the beginning of the year like last spring is when everything kind of went down and we, uh, you know, we just tried to finish out the year, and I had no, I never thought that we'd have to start a year like this. Yeah, so, um, I don't think anybody did. Dude, it's so interesting now, and like, it's, it's working, and it's, we're, it's my second week back, and man, these little kids are tough. They, they are really persistent, and we're in a generation where they pick up things on technology so fast. Yeah. So that's really nice, and it seems like the parents have been really appreciative, um, I've got some really, really nice emails so far, and that's always good to start the year off. Yeah, parents aren't always like that, are they, the teachers? No, not always. <laughs> for the most part, my, my parent community is really good and really involved, but, you know, when you have a parent community that's so involved, sometimes that could, you know, be pros and cons to that. But, um, no, it's been, it's been good so far this year. I can't complain. It's getting easier every day. The kids seem to be getting more acclimated to it. Um, the first day was wreck. That <laughs> was just that was crazy. But ever since then, it's gotten better and better. So that's good, man. Well, props to you for uh, living the double life. I do the same, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. A lot of parallels between us for sure. I know, man. I'm really excited to finally be doing this with you. Um, I know we connected in and out th- throughout the past years, but it was really great to hang out with you a few weeks ago. And um, yes. I can just tell there's just something different about you, man. Like you've oh, got this new you. energy to you. You've got this new motivation. You've got this new outlook on life. I know there's a lot of different factors that we'll get into on that, but I just want to acknowledge you, dude. You've been hustling this year, bro. Like putting out tracks, man. I didn't even realize. Like I, you know, I, you know, you know how social media is, right? You see things and kind of they like go through your system sometimes. And like in the back of my head, I was like, dude, Jake's put out like six or seven tracks this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working, man. I yeah. I mean, I really appreciate that. Like, that's that's something that you know, I, I have a I have a blessed with a really good support team and just friends from even back when I was five years old. Yeah. Um. That that gives things a listen, but I think for myself, like, you gotta get reminded sometimes. Like, I am putting in the work, and I'm so happy that people are seeing it because uh, what you just said about the hustle, I've heard from people that I don't know very well, and I just kind of seen, seen out in the scene and whatnot, and um. It really that that word in itself, I really hold like hold to as far as like you know what I think of myself and always trying to like ask myself like have I have I been doing enough and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make the most of my time yeah and I'm glad that you noticed that it means a lot to me for sure I've yeah 
Bro, real recognize real, and uh, and I see you hustling and um, you know doing some things behind the scenes with you for uh, you know with Flynn and Max and you guys' new track coming out. Um, oh yeah. The initiative, the initiative is something that I always notice because it's there's a difference between uh, ambition and drive, and you have sure. drive, bro. So. Um, yeah, that's that's part of the name, you know. So I that's think right. I didn't even need to be that way, I guess. I really <laughs> Seriously, have you always been this driven? What what's been the storyline? Yeah, for? yeah, I think I've always been the type of person that, um, I, I and even it's true to this day. I, I felt like the more that I can do myself, uh, the better off I'll be. Um, but also just with kind of learning and absorbing anything new in my life, I was always the one to kind of really understand and focus on the fundamentals and the basics of things. Yeah, and then always make sure I'm true to myself by putting my own style on it. Um, I can think back from, I guess, when I first started DJing out at U of I, and I was, um, you know, taught by just some guys that we met on campus that have kind of been grinding. Actually, John Hunt, I don't, he's, he's still very much in the scene. Yeah. He kind of run, runs the bookings over at Electric Hotel. Um, believe it or not, most people don't even realize that he was the one that actually taught me, like, the fundamentals of, like, really? phrasing and beat matching and all that stuff. Um and then for me, you know, obviously respecting him for doing that, taking that time out, I think he saw something in me as far as, like, another DJ that's hungry on campus as a freshman. Um, went out that summer, and once I got the fundamentals down, went out that summer, bought my own little controller, yep. and just started practicing and, and trying to, like, put my own spin on things. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of been the story with everything, and uh, I, I've done it now in the past year, I think, with, with making music. It's taken me a little while to find my sound, and I don't know if I've even really found it yet, but I think I'm really happy about the stuff that I'm creating now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been, a, been a, um, a thing of mine to jump into something, respect the basics, respect the foundation, respect who's done it before me, yeah. and kind of reference that always and, and try and match that, but then also put my flavor on it. I think that's important. Of course, man, of course. Well, when when did actually, like, you start taking this seriously, seriously, like, producing? I mean, I know you had kind of a, I don't, I don't know what else to call it, like, maybe a falling out of the scene a little bit, right? You told me yeah, when, we, yeah, when yeah. you got deep and, and you said, no, I, I looked at things a little differently and it wasn't the trajectory I wanted to be on. I'm still Jake Shore Drive, but there are a lot of aspects that need to change. What was yeah, that like? Man, I think overall it's all about your age and experience that's yeah. kind of what it, what it comes down to i think as the young 21 22 year old fresh out of college who has been did pretty well on a, on a small college campus as yeah. a DJ and trying to transfer that over to the city i did it and i did it really fast and yeah. i'm so grateful for the amount of opportunities that i got and crushing those opportunities to get more opportunities um and as a 22, 23-year-old, that little node down in town is big. It's really 
Dude, it exactly. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I will never regret that. And, I, and you know, it's still kicking. It, it's, it's still there, and, it, and I'm glad that it's there because it's, it's given me a lot of experience, yep. if anything. And, um, yeah, it's a personal decision. I think it, I came to a point where I just felt like, for myself, and not to knock anybody who, who works downtown, because I still work downtown, and I yeah. still work in that um, I, I just personally know that I want more for my music and for myself. Sure. And so that came definitely to a point where, um, yeah, I just had a, a falling out with some people that I was really close with, and then I also, there was, you know, when you're downtown in that club scene, along with being a DJ, comes many other things, including yeah. drinking and all the other fun stuff that can sometimes take a toll on you physically Absolutely. and mentally. Um, and I also know my family's history too with just alcohol, period. So I'll be, I'll be completely blunt. Like yeah. alcohol I knew was something that was, it was breaking a lot of those bridges, either professionally in the scene or just amongst people and the way they viewed me. Um, and so it, um, between having a couple bridges burned and me realizing that alcohol just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a quick overnight decision either. Sure. It took me about two years to get all that figured out. Yeah. And within a year and a half of those two years, I, I kind of started to form this vision of what I wanted for myself. And yeah. that was to make my own music, um, make my own sound, have people like my music, and um, kind of create this brand and artist artistry behind what was already Jake Short Drive. And I can easily attest stopping drinking. For those of you people that don't know, I stopped drinking now for for almost it's been a year this past weekend. Wow, congratulations. Um, yeah, so I think that was the key. But it was also age and experience and just going through those tough times and having some of those falling outs and just learning what I wanted from my own vision. Yep. And then, you know, anybody can have a vision. It's about what are you doing afterwards to plan and execute uh, that and that in itself is the hard part. It's and that's where I'm thankful for my drive and just kind of my ability to plan ahead. Uh, because uh, so, like I said, it took about a year and a half to get that vision, and then another half a year to actually buy Ableton and start figuring out what do all these buttons. <laughs> and it also I, I big big ups to um, Orville Klein. He's a he's a name that I think is pretty well known at least in the Chicago area. Oh yeah. Uh, he held like a, a seminar of sorts uh, he's a, a Ableton instructor so and I also knew him just from the scene so I had that kind of trust with him mm-hmm. reached out to him and was like hey I want to learn how to do this but I want to learn how to do it right kind of back to those fundamentals getting that foundation down yeah and uh, I worked with him for a while and he really got my feet wet and was able to put things in perspective and not make it seem like such a new language and then once again, I feel like I hit a point where, okay, I felt good about it. Now I'm going to start putting my own spin on things, um, which is honestly where you, where you hear some of the songs that I put out. I don't even feel like I've still felt my, found my sound with those specific tracks. But sure. uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, really where it got serious is about this past year mm-hmm. when um, the drinking ended and um, I was able to really just focus and hone in on this, on this dream that I want. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I, I have two questions off that one, when you mentioned Orville to me, that's when I knew you were really taking it seriously because I've interviewed all the porn and chicken guys and you know, Orville is a certified Ableton instructor. A lot of people yeah. come his way, ask for help. Don't follow through, do one lesson, yeah. this and that. Right. I'm sure he mentioned that to you in one way or another. And the fact yeah. that you showed that initiative, followed through, not only like showed up to play, 
but we're laced the fuck up, and now in a, in a year's period of time, you know, you've put out all this great music, man, and I know, of course, you're still finding your sound, but genuinely, I love the sound. Oh, thank you, man. That, that, I appreciate that. And not to, not to knock those tracks, they're my tracks, so I love them. Of, of course. course. I just, um, I feel like I'm in a, you know, I'm still in that mode where I'm growing every, and I want to continue to grow, but back to Orville, yes, yeah. absolutely. He is a guy that's very well-respected in this industry, and knowing that, but also putting in the time, the effort, um, and sitting there and, and letting him be the instructor and yeah. be the student, yeah. um, I think he saw a lot of respect. He respected me from that, and I think um, that's really what built, what this whole music thing is. It's, yeah. it's obviously mutual respect, but also putting in the time. Everybody wants to sit in front of thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> Everybody wants to play their music. Everybody wants to get that gig. But you gotta work for it. You yeah. really do. And, and like, if there's a, that drive and that energy, and on top of it, you have that that knack to just actually get to know people within this, and don't just hang out with people because of their status. Yep. Um, I think you can get really far really fast. And I'm, I'm learning that, and I'm picking that up as as best as I can. And I feel like that's true with life in general. Like, if yeah. you wanna do something. Surround your people. Surround yourself with the people that are also doing that thing you're doing. Yep. You know? So yeah, that's the same. was definitely a key piece to that. So I hope he sees this because he's the man. <laughs> we'll send it to him. Uh, and yeah, something that rang a bell too. You know, I, I I started DJing before I was producing. It sounds like you did as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Do you make your tracks? Do you formulate your tracks? Do you phrase your tracks from a DJ's mindset? Now, obviously, with COVID putting everyone on the bench, we'll talk about that in a different way. Maybe how that affects your music making process. But maybe let's talk you know, six months ago, are you thinking intro, breakdown? Like, how do you think about it as a DJ versus a producer, and how do you combine those two? So, there's two, two t- answers to that question. Mm-hmm. Yes, my DJing does influence the way I, um, I produce and what I produce and the sounds that I use for sure. Yeah. As far as arrangement, no. Um, mm-hmm. I find myself doing that piece last. <laughs> like, oh, crap. If I'm the DJ, like I'm definitely gonna want to have like a nice intro here so I can blend it out. Right. So that part's gonna let. So I'm kind of like, which you would think I should like be thinking that way first. Right. Um, but because I'll drop like a track of mine, like some unreleased stuff, and I'm like, wait, dude, I didn't put like an intro to this. Like I'm gonna have to just like <laughs> final this up, like school, whatever. Right. But it's it's that's definitely um, something I'm starting to think about more now because I'm realizing that. Dude, the coolest thing about this is other people are playing my music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's, I have, like, Chicago Freestyle, for example. I did that, me and uh, Blackout, Dave from Blackout, mm-hmm. uh, did, did that remix before it was even a thing. Yeah. And now I have Chicago DJs playing it out, and it's just, like, that in itself is so cool, because it's, like, full circle. Yep. Um, so, now when I make something, yes, but it seems to be on the back end, it's like, wait, I need to put that intro in there, put mm-hmm. that outro there. Um, as far as what I what I choose to either remix or what I choose to make yeah. is very much based from my DJing. I've, I've always considered myself an open format DJ. Yeah. I feel like shout out to open format DJs because Tough you are job. making yourself so marketable yeah. and you're making yourself um, just versatile. And in a market where it's so flooded with everybody wants to be that DJ, everybody wants to be that artist, you got to stand out in some way, shape, or form. And that's where it's like... I pride myself on making house music but I, I don't want it to I don't want there to be rules to it yeah I want there to, I want me I want to be able to just be like um yo this is a really dope hip hop song from Houston <laughs> aka then leave yep really ratchet super heavy hip 
pop song. <laughs> I want to see what it sounds like with a tech house, like yeah, or like switch. And so that's kind of what I did, and I love that more than anything. I love having that kind of just genre bending sound that would basically would end up fitting in one of my open format sets. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I love that. Uh, yeah, definitely, it definitely influenced. I'm so thankful that I DJed for so many years before producing. Um, not to say either one is is better than the other. I just think it's definitely helped me pick things up faster. But also, it's it, it makes me understand like what other DJs are gonna want to play. Like, oh, this is gonna sound dope because they could easily maybe you know wordplay this with another song that's already out or et cetera or something like that. You know? For sure, Jay, and absolutely, bro. And and I think it's so important to know. I think you realize this. You can't just be a DJ these days. You can't just be a producer. You can't just be a graphic designer. You gotta be all of them. At least at first by yourself. So I'm right there with you, man. I think it differentiates yourself. Like it's awesome. Like making my own music is is really important to me, and it gives me that creative edge as well. But also being a DJ who has played so many different types of sets gives me that confidence to go outside my comfort zone with my productions and with shows. And I think you're right. You got to be marketable in that sense too. You have to have the competitive edge. Yeah, it helps. I mean, and when it comes down to it, like. Of course, uh, you know, I don't just do this for the money. I mean, that's not... <laughs> Definitely not. Guy. Yeah, you're... Yeah. <laughs> if somebody, like, for instance, I'm doing, like, a vowel renewal this Friday out in the burbs. Like, it's like a, a wedding reception type thing. Yeah. And I'm going to, like, hit the top 40 remixes. Yeah. And do all the cr- nothing in which I produce at this yep. point. But it's also, like, I know where the market's at. And you have to remember, like, the general average person is still looking for that, like kind of top 45 and yep. it's just I mean if you want it depends on really what you're trying to do but for me I still got to try and grab that bag as many times as I can so that I can continue to invest in myself and continue to invest in my girlfriend and all that good stuff so <laughs> yeah, yeah for and, sure I mean, it's just I, I guess keep yourself marketable for sure yeah and I think that's the cool thing about house music nowadays you know one thing I've, I've had a few conversations with some of the big open format DJs here Danger Wayne for example I'm, I'm sure you know Eric um, him and I had a, a good discussion, uh, a good discussion on open format house, right? How you can play these yep. edits and remixes and give the people what they didn't know they wanted, right? So a lot, of, a lot of gigs when I was playing, I'm playing these um, disco remixes of Michael Jackson. I'm playing uh, Khaled remixes, and it's all like tech house, house drops, right? And people are like moving, and they're like, oh wow, what is this? Like you got to give them something to taste. And then that sauce is what makes them go, oh shit, damn, like what's on top of this, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you're breaking up just a little bit, but I think I, I think I heard what the last piece. Can you hear me? You hear me? Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, hold on one second. Breaking up just a little bit. Technical difficulties. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Better? Yes, 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sorry. Love it. That's how it goes, right? The world yes. we live in. Um, it's all good. This, yeah, this is, this, is, this is the world. No, I totally heard you, though, uh, as far as, like, being able to push out those those tracks that people know, but they maybe not have heard that version yet. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome to see what it can easily do to a dance floor. Um, and the thing about house music is it's so, it is really universal no matter what you play it with because of that beat, that four to the floor beat that kind of matches your heartbeat when you're dancing, right? Um, and that's the whole science behind it. So I think, yeah, definitely, that's always...
always something I like to do, especially in a club scene or at like a wedding, for example. You have to play things that people know, as but it could still be a dope remix. And I, I like I like doing that a lot actually. And those are the DJs that really turn my ear. Um, and those like I recently reached out to a DJ, which I don't find myself doing too often, but I reached out to him because he killed this set at Brower House um, a couple weeks ago, and it was like more top 40-ish, not super, like, housey-housey. Yeah. And it was, but it was remixes, house remixes. And yep. I hit him up and was like, dude, I need those. Yeah. Like, send me those. <laughs> uh, which, you know, anytime a DJ ever asks you for a song, he's always like, that's kudos, you know what I mean? So Who was he? Um, oh, I forgot his last name. His, his first name's Matt. I met him through Dave from Blackout. Yeah. I'm totally messing up his name right now, but he's a great kid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think he runs helps run EDM Chicago or does um, live streams with EDM Chicago. So yeah. I, I'm, yeah, again, I forget his name, last name, but I know his first name's Matt. He's a cool dude. Okay, I love it, man. I love it. No, I'm right there with you, but uh, you were mentioning some of your music, right? And I've touched upon it. I mean, you're on a real street, bro. I'm going to run through right now. Chicago Freestyle Remix earlier this year. Yo, excuse me, Mix Remix. Remix. And let me tell you why I respected the fuck out of that one, because that's my favorite Chris Brown song. Yeah. It was I great. That video, fifty thousand times. Yeah. Like it. Um, I mean, people ask me like, how, like, how did you learn how to dance? And I literally tell them, I spent my days as a kid watching YouTube videos of Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, you name it, Neo, Usher, like, thinking I was them. Yeah. Um, that's so. But like, funny. But yeah, I love that song. Anytime that song comes on, just the original, it's like, a, it's like a heart melter. I mean, it is. The girls love it. Any dude should respect it because yeah. they know what it brings to the table. But then to me, it's like, how can I make this a dancey vibe? And I tried, you know, so I feel like it, it worked. And, it, you know, sometimes it's a little rooftop vibe, if anything. So. Yeah, no, I, I loved it, man. It was a great spin on it, too. And then Pump Action, your first original. Love that. Uh, sample yeah. Pump It Up, Joe Budden, dude. And, and that was like... Yes. I mean, I was you know, like, this, this guy's on my wavelength, bro. Like, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, download. <laughs> no, man, that's that's awesome to hear. And that's I'm glad that you picked up the sample because uh, I, I, a lot of my friends, like, liked it. And they're like, yo, this is awesome. I was like, you know why it's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why? And then I'll play him, pump it, pump it up from Joe Button, and, which is actually originally sampled from Cool in the Game. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Originally sampled, or originally had that that sound, the dun 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 and you know, here we go back to my childhood. You got served, like that there was you like epitome of the movie was that song, and yep. I thought I was in You Got Served forever. Um, and so, yeah, you'll find that with all my music, I have trickled some form of my childhood or pop culture, '90s kid to early 2000s kid to the death of me, right? Those, are, those things I think I'm always trying to figure out how can I put those in my music. Um, so I'm glad you caught that because a lot of people are like, I know this. And I was like, yeah, you do know this. That's that's the whole point is finding that little ear, that little eargasm, whatever they call oh, it, right? And, for and sure. And get into track. So. I really, and, and, and I could probably do a whole episode on that track. I really liked how you built it because you tease a lot. Like, you don't drop, like, the full dun 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 Like, especially in your breakdown before the second drop. I really liked that. It's super hard sometimes to keep people entertained with a house track. But the idea with a house track is you want DJs and people listening to the whole thing. And I think you did a great job on making 
a simple sound entertaining throughout. So props to you there, brother. I see you. And when it hits pump it, I'm like, pump it. Ugh. Right? Like, I listened to it when I was riding a bike and I was like, or you know what? I was listening to your Prism mix, which was really good too. Um, Thank you. But it hit really dope in that. And I was like, wow. Like, I haven't listened to this track maybe since the first or second time. And I was just thinking about it today. So it's dope. For real. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much, man. Those are, it's, I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty new to this game and I'm new to like the whole interview thing. And it's, it's nice to have somebody to, uh, depict your music and do that much homework on it. That, that oh, I take this seriously. You and, your, and your job, doing your job, that's, that's props to you for that. Um, yeah, and you know, it's funny, like, I'm learning too. You're not going to pick the song that you think is the best. Your, your quote unquote fans are going to pick the song that they like. Yeah. Somebody, somebody played that song for me the other day, and I honestly hadn't listened to it in a while. And we had been playing other house tracks, and for me, it's the competing. Does yeah. my song compete with other songs in the sense of energy and loudness and just the overall mix? And it did, and I was like, dude, nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. give myself a little pat on the back for it, just because, like, I know how long. Man, I listened to that song so much when I was producing it, like, I got sick of it. So, <laughs> It's good to listen back to it and be like, okay, I still fuck with it. No surprises. I've been there before, man. Uh, then, of course, the Then Leave remix um, and Beautiful Mistake you just released. Um, right. That's impressive. That's impressive. I don't care what you say about yourself, man. I'm impressed. Um, the cool oh, thing, man. I think, that what you're doing about these is not only does it have that Jake Shore Drive flavor and, and unique thing about it, is you roll these out in a really, really cool way. TikTok dances. Uh, creative social media promotion, grassroots efforts, right? Like you're messaging people, like you're hitting people up, like you're working with your inner network. And that's what I always tell people like Flynn and Max, you can't expect the biggest guys to support your track. You gotta build that shit up. You gotta make music, you gotta make content that people are gonna text to each other because we live in an oversaturated media world where so much comes at us and now we're only starting to trust our circle around us and that circle, and that circle, and I see you starting at your nucleus. My question for you is like, how are you coming up with these ideas? Who's helping you? Because you got something cool going on, brother, for real. Um, okay, well, I, I, I have to start with my girlfriend. Uh, her name's Amanda. Yeah. She is the rock, and the, the everything that happens with me successfully is uh, due to her. And all right, Amanda. It literally is. Um, <laughs>
beyond what you guys see on screen and yeah. what you guys see on my social media. Of course. Um, and I, I really do try and make each one of those friendships in a way deeper than just saying hi or checking in or, and whatnot or just sending a, a link to something. Um, I try and let those people know how much they mean to me as much as I can, even yeah. if it is just that one-off text or, or whatnot. So, and I, and I can adhere any of my success to literally, I have the best friends in the world. I really do. Like, I, they, they respect my hustle, and it's one of those things where I truly, I truly feel like people look at me and see what I'm doing, and they don't kind of scoff off to the side and say, he's crazy. Like, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. Like, I, I truly have had people look at me, especially in the last year when I show them something or I show them music, and they're, 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 they get off their seat, <laughs> and they're like, this is you. Let's go. Like, you, wait, you made this? Yeah. Like, that's the big transition that I've had to deal with and I say deal with because it's taken a long time but it's funny how after this beautiful mistake song came out I've had so many people hit me up in the sense of I'm not a DJ anymore today right 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 somebody that's making music right and so sorry I think I paused out there I have this friend that makes music you should do something with them or artists that I've known for a while, yo, we should do something together, which is like, yes, finally, I'm starting to get seen as not just a DJ, Yeah. which I, I love DJing, don't get me wrong, but for me, I want to be viewed as more than that, and so it's um, it's been it's been crazy, but I can definitely adhere everything to that core group of people, like you said, I'm glad you noticed that, is that nucleus, yep. um, but also making sure that I have the support and that I support music people in my community. Um, yep. just the other week I was out hanging out at the Brower house. They did a little, um, house thing a couple weekends in a row, actually. Yeah, it's cool. And, I saw that. Yeah. And I went out to go support my friend Dave from Blackout. I don't know if you've heard any of his tracks and whatnot. You've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. 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 He's just become one of my really, really good friends. Uh, and it's been through music. I mean, we met making a song. And we vibed really hard, and now we are just, like, out supporting each other, slash, like, throwing each other gigs. And um, I was out there, and people were like, are you playing? And I'm like, no, I'm just here for Dave. And I think <laughs> there's a lot of people that that, that that say that they're there to support, yeah. or that are, like, go out, but they always have other intentions, and I get that. I mean, I've been there before, too. You kind of want to show support to get support, and that is how it works. But at the same time, like... You can tell people are like, damn, how do I get him to come out and support me or, you know, vice versa. And I think, you know, you got to show respect, show love to get it back. And um, that's what I've been trying to do, especially like guys like Flynn and Max. I mean, I'll tell you straight up. And I told them when I left for the year that I left from the scene, they came in yeah. and started tearing shit up. Yeah. And when I came back, I had, a, I had a reality check. I was like, damn. <laughs> and I could I could be A, that older dude that is salty and doesn't show him any love, or B, I could be the dude that's like, I see what you guys are doing, let me get a piece of that too, but also let's have some fun, and, it, and it's worked so well because more than anything, I've become good friends with those guys. Yeah. Like, it's not just all about music, it's deeper than that. Um, totally. Is, you know, I, it, it's got to get past the music, it's, it's crazy because that's what we're doing, but you got to get past that. You got to be real. And so dude, like, that's why I've had a point where I was posting so much about music and my girlfriend's like, you got to post other stuff. Like yeah. you got to post about your, your teaching and post about 
me playing flag football because it makes you seem like a real person yeah. to people that are listening and watching. But it's also like, damn, he's doing all this and he's doing music. Like, yep. So I think it builds that respect from even a distance for those people that aren't in the nucleus. But if you want to join the nucleus, come on in. You got the, the more the merrier for sure. And it is growing. So I love that, yeah, man. It's good stuff. It's, it's, it's a, a realization I've had over the past five or six years since moving to Chicago, you know. I came to Chicago, I didn't know anybody, I built myself up, you know, earned my stripes, so to speak, had all these gigs. In my mind, I'm thinking, this is the coolest thing ever, all my friends are going to love this, right? And I was projecting this energy, like, I got this show hitting people up, they wouldn't come, or they, you know how people are, and they wouldn't come, they say they're going to come, and they wouldn't come, and like, I would look not down upon them, but be like a little salty like you said you were going to come like you know how important this is to me blah 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 right and that's the thing you mentioned in the beginning when you were at college right everybody's coming on the show so there's nothing else to do you get to Chicago in the beginning everybody's coming this is so sick DJing downtown and then like two years goes by and all those people aren't coming out the same as they used to and what happens is what I really realized was it's okay to let those people fade off. They're on their own journey, and I'm on this music journey. And I met people like Flynn and Max and so many other people. Dude, this will be 100, episode 127, right? So I think I've interviewed at least 100 different people. And I realized that um, I have such a stronger connection with people like you because we're doing it for the love of something where no one else is supporting us, right? And we're lucky to have people like our girlfriends, our, our nucleus and stuff, right? But they can only push you so far. It's you in the corner thinking, all right, I got to go I gotta go out one more round. I got to go out one more round. I got to go out one more round. And sometimes you get fucking knocked out, bro. Nobody else will. Yeah. And that's why I come back to that. Like, The more I can do on my own, the better. Not because I want to be by myself. Yep. Not because I want to I wanna take all the credit. But nobody's going to care about you the way you do. And that's just the truth. No matter where you're at, I mean, you will have friends and people that care about you, of course. But then there, there gets to that fine line when, let's say, you are starting to be successful. And, and look, all those people that never showed up, they'll show up. That's right. That's right. And they'll I did. Up. And I saw. And I saw that right when I when I played some big shows and had some releases and stuff. And those people come out of the come out of the fucking darkness, right? The woodworks, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's Good it's a good feeling. I got no, I got nothing but love, bro. I'm no negative energy, man. It does nothing for myself, nothing for anybody. And I want to say real quick, Goofy Latina, thank you for participating. Thank you for the kind words. Do you know Goofy Latina, Jake? I do. You know who that is? Who? That is my. That is the the lady that runs the front desk of my building. Let's go. Okay. So she's she's like the best. If she if you're still listening, yeah. That's Sandy, she's the best. Sandy. Um, me and Amanda here at the. At, at our building uh, with open arms, and she's like the mother hen of everybody, and she's just super nice, and here she is on my live. Uh, well, you know what's funny is I walk past her uh, a morning or two in the summer, and I guess what I'm hearing off her phone? House. I'm hearing that, that, that clap and that high hand yeah. going <laughs> off her phone, like, you know, the high the highs that you can hear of course. Of so I walked, walked up to her right as I was about to leave, and I was like, hey, do you listen to house music? And she's like, I do. And I was like, cool, check out this We Have Fun radio series that I have. Yeah. And she's like literally been following me and showing love ever since, and the love is mutual. So it's little things like that. It's the people that, like you say, that you thought like would definitely come out because you've known them. But then you have these people that maybe you haven't talked to in years or just met. Yeah. That are super fans. And 
they're just loving you because they can pick up that vibe and that energy and it's like dude you can't buy that like you can't you know what i mean like that's totally. just like awesome it's wow. so cool so here there she is and that's her i hope she's still watching because we think she's great so i wanted to give her a shot man but you just mentioned we have fun dude i want to know more about the branding the inspiration tell me about the radio station i mean or the radio channel it's awesome dude um yeah so that's man that's been a staple since i started uh, i mean i guess it really started more so back in like 2016 which i don't know about you but like 2016 for me and my group of friends was just like a wild fucking year oh yeah for um, sure bro first yeah, year out of college for like me yeah summer i just like it was the first summer i was the resident at joy district's rooftop it was also <laughs> the first summer that that rooftop was open jesus so it was just nuts um, I was opening up for Win and Woo at the time. So nice. Think about like all the things that have transpired, right? Yeah. But um, we have fun, man. It, I mean, it's as simple. It's corny, but it's also as simple as it gets. Like, a who doesn't have fun? Like, we you you want to be the person. I mean, I mean, most people want to believe that they have fun, right? I mean, yeah. It's just something that we we do to as humans to feel good, right? And the the idea of we makes it a collective. It's not I have fun because that just sounds like. You know, you're, Fuck you're, you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we have fun, and making it one word kind of was like in the hashtag era. But I just, you know, I think I do that with a lot of things. Like I do that with my name now, just Jake Short Drive. It's just cleaner <laughs> to me. But we have fun is just, man. It's it's what I like to live by. I, I don't take, I don't see myself as too serious of a person. Um, I like to have fun and a lot of it, and it's come in many different forms. And that's the other thing. It's like for people. Having fun is many different things. For some people, it's going to a show. To some people, it's drinking with their friends on the weekend. To other people, it might be going outdoors or spending time with family. And anybody can say that. And it, it, it can mean different things, but I like the fact that it's something I'm pushing. Yeah. And it goes with everything music, right? Like, music is fun, and we have it. And if you're involved, you have it too, you know? So that led to just uh, ultimate branding with it, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I, it's a great podcast name or a mixed series name, which I started this summer. Um, that's been the funny thing was is that was the original plan. That was the original vision. Is I want to do a podcast and I want to have a music series because I was really into Don Diablo's, um, you know, his radio show, and then I started listening to other podcasts. Yeah. And then you came along, and I was like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> He's doing interviews too with people. Like this guy's doing it. Yeah. Um, so when I started picking up on what you were doing, I was like, "Okay." I can do this, it's being done, like kind of like, like using a, a, somebody that's doing it ahead of you and referencing that. Yeah. Um, mine's, you know, mine is strictly, is strictly music right now. I'll come on there and I'll introduce the show or I'll introduce some artists and drop some unreleased stuff. And, and what's cool now is I'm getting these sub-labels and people that are picking up my email or whatever it is on yeah, yeah, yeah. comments and they're sending me stuff. And to me, even if it's, you know, bots that are sending me stuff or whatever, they're sending me music. And yeah. if I like it, I'll play it. Like, I think that's what it's become is now it's a kind of a hub for people to get their music heard in other ways. And it's coming up on this Sunday. I'm going to release the fifth episode. Dude, um, it is like so, your your energy on those is infectious, bro. I feel like it's like I've interviewed a lot of guys that tell me about their B96 early inspirations, right? So... 
they always talk about uh, you know driving home late night on the radio and all these DJs like here we go on live in the mix right like I feel like it was that dude like the first one I listened to I went into it like just no bar and I was like damn dude like Jake's got the energy like I felt it that's awesome and you know that's funny because I'll tell you right now I have no idea what I'm doing and I still don't know what I'm doing I'm just to me I'm just like you know what I can't be on this microphone and like coming out of people's speakers like sounding monotone yeah 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 um and so what you really have to do and what I found works I guess because people have told me I have a radio voice all of a sudden is just you do be kind of you gotta be corny like you gotta do the fluctuations in your voice like you know like what's up you know oh my god what is up this is it you know it's, i don't know i don't have no idea what i'm doing but it seems to have worked so far so i'm just like trying to push it out and what i try and do too is like get the get my friends involved so if you've listened through a couple of the episodes every episode you'll hear somebody call in on the hotline like an old radio show and really what it is is it's my friends i tell them to record themselves on their little voice memos and send it over I dial it up a little bit with some, you know, some distortion and some compression and make it sound good. They love it. You know what I mean? Then it's like that person's like, yo, check it out. Jake put me in his podcast. And it might be small and it might be, you know, simple, but to them and to, and it gets two or three more people to listen, like whatever, I'm down. So dude, yeah, for um, sure. It's just little, little things that again, I've picked from people that are doing it ahead of me. Um, and I'm just trying to kind of pull them from pieces. But it's funny you said B96, but like I totally used to like, if I was driving back from a gig or like just near a radio on a Friday or Saturday night, like, dude, listen to B96. Those mixes are like from the, all the OG yeah. DJs and they're just like all the best remixes. And yes. Stuff. I'm sitting there with my Shazam, like trying to figure out <laughs> what all these songs are. I definitely used to do that. So, Dude, it's it's awesome. Like your energy really is infectious and, and I, I'm right there with you, right? Like if you go back and listen to some of my first episodes and even really the first year of the podcast, <laughs> I was like so nervous and it was really hard for me to like put my voice out there right because i get dude i got a little squeaky jewish voice a little nasally little nasally and it was hard for me to get over for a long time because people were telling me that my whole life but i realized that what i thought was my biggest weakness was my biggest strength and it's being unapologetically me and i realized that that is a hell of a lot easier to be me than to try and be something i think people will like you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. You, and that's like, and that's, it's like a double-edged sword because yeah. you're supposed to be you. Like, yeah. that's the only person you can be. But at the same time, you know, I think when you're putting yourself out there and kind of doing somebody, something that no, nobody else is really doing or yep. trying, it's scary. And you are, that's the first thing you think, are people going to hate this? Yep. And it's amazing. You know, what I thought to myself too is, look, if I made a new mix every three weeks or so, and nobody listened to it. At least I have a fresh mix for when somebody like needs me to send in a press press kit. Yes. Needs me to send in like for those of you who don't know a press kit, like basically like a resume for DJs. Yeah. It's like yo, this is a fresh mix I just made. Or now that I did one for Prism, that also like puts me out there to the point where it's like I just did a mix for one of the best clubs in the world. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like now I'm starting to learn little tips and tricks about it. Like the last one I posted or the one before that I think it was, episode three, I tagged every artist that was in it. Yep. And you would be surprised at how many of these, what I consider big names, at least liked it or saw it. Yeah. Um, other DJs, you know, other artists that are, you know, maybe a little bit further, they still like that. They still want that. 
Chicago. They yeah, man. To put it in the mix. Um, so don't feel like anybody's ever too big for you because what I'm learning is like there's stones throw away. It's true, <laughs> you know, man. So yeah, the, it's yeah. Just one more thing I can put out. It's all about pushing content, baby. You it is about pushing content. I know, and and that's the thing too. A lot of international DJs look at Chicago DJs like, God damn, you're from Chicago, right? And the, I, yeah. I think it's six degrees of separation is the rule, you know, that everybody knows each other through six people. I think it's three people, maybe. I think it could be two people oh, in the music sure. industry. For sure, yeah. It's, it's crazy, too, because, like I said, you go, I, I go to a place now and, 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 like, place where I'm trying to be, I'm trying to insert myself in the scene more, like I said, in that artist place, but people are coming up to me. Yep. And I didn't even think they knew who I was because I just like I just haven't inserted myself into that scene because I feel like there's there's definitely two there's the music scene in Chicago but there's the pe- there's certain sections of it and me personally I've been in more of the club scene the bar scene which I loved and I've learned a lot from and I still respect for everybody that still works in it all the DJs everybody that works in it yep. respect them to death especially now yep. but there's also like this little note of of artists and people that maybe aren't so much into that scene but they are you know making music and trying to do the same thing i am so i felt like i need to insert myself into that and you're right it's crazy you you actually know more people than you ever thought you did yeah and the same is true with like how far you can take it because if you're only two or three people away yeah where they're at you just keep pushing content somebody will pick it up somebody will say something about it and I don't know. I was that saying like people always say uh, quality over quantity. I'm I'm really big on like I I don't believe that necessarily. I like thinking of putting a quantity of quality out can work too. Like yep. if you're if you're putting a lot out but it's all dope, I think that's you're you're ahead of the game. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so, bro. That's what I'm trying to do, and that's like true with my fr- like my core group of friends that have nothing to do with music. Like they just love pushing content. Like they love <laughs> showing how much fun they have. And like whatever, people, you know, it makes them feel good. So yeah, it's fun, and you do have to do quality and quantity, man. That's a, that's a certain fact, and people are consuming media in a different way. But the fact is, we're going to be consuming it no matter what. So I'm right there with you, yes. brother. Um, I want to ask you, of course, as someone who's been in the industry uh, for. A longer period of time and is now looking at things a little bit differently you know with coronavirus putting everybody on the bench in the music industry it's hard to look at what the next year let alone the next decade is going to look like right before this shit hit i was asking everybody in 2019 we 2010 to 2020 was a real boom of electronic music right and we were riding it 2020 was supposed to be a big year for this industry and now it's like we don't even know how 2021 is going to go i want to ask you what do you think the short-term and long-term effects might be for better or for worse for people in the music industry? Um, you know, man, I, I think right now I can speak from two spots, from generally speaking, just overlooking, and then from, from myself. Yeah. I think generally speaking, I'm, I'm really hoping that it turns soon. I think just being on scene, I follow a lot of people in the music industry outside yeah. of Chicago and inside Obviously, everybody's hope is, is to get back to normal as soon as possible. The reality of it is that it, it probably won't happen as soon as we think. Yeah. And what? so for me, like, it, it's almost been a little bit of a blessing because I have been learning and absorbing how to make music. Yeah. And so everybody that was ahead of me has kind of, like, stopped as far as, like, the live shows go. So I feel like I have a, I've had a chance to catch up. But at the same time, what am I catching up to? I'm catching up to eventually play those shows. So I think... Um, 
Yeah, man, I don't know. I'm hoping that the sooner the better, obviously, but realistically, things got to be safe, and in this arena of live music where you're having massive crowds of people join together, unfortunately, it's like the last thing that's going to be back to normal, whatever that looks like. So yeah. I would say, at least for myself, the way I'm trying to keep it under wraps and is just keep pushing, keep working, keep making yourself better, use this time to educate yourself as much as possible, use this time to collaborate with as many musicians as possible, make those connections, because yeah. I will tell you this, there's not going to be any warning when it happens. That's true. You need to be ready. Yeah. You need to be ready, and you need to have, have things set up so that if there is maybe a month warning, or there is, you have things ready to go, and you're not sitting there like, oh shoot, I should have did this six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like me and my team have, it may not happen, anytime soon but we're starting to look in what is it going to look like to do a mini midwest tour yeah and you know your typical starter tour where you're trying to hit the college campuses and you're you're grinding it out and i'm teaching during the week and going out on the weekends yeah i'm starting to think about that now i probably won't do it or set it really into motion until next fall yeah god willing foundation's there though you gotta be you have to be prepared and and to anybody who's trying to do this and it was hoping for that i would just say at least where I'm at with it, keep going, keep pushing, act like it, it's going to happen soon because yeah. it will. And you don't want to be sitting there like, oh, crap, I should have set all this up. At least just have a plan. Yeah. Because at least then, then you can kind of figure things out and maneuver things as, as, as things go. So, yeah. man, I, the, the sooner the better, dude. You know, I want to eat because that's what it's all about. I mean, realistically, our income is going to be based off of those shows. Yeah. Streams are great, but until you're pushing the, those M's and B's, like it's not it's not much i know bro I, I, the streams is is something that uh was a good placeholder in my opinion and now it's, it's really tough to to keep people entertained that i mean even myself dude like it's hard for me to watch those it almost makes me sad sometimes <laughs> yeah it's in, in, in another parallel to that the live streams and i was actually just talking about like streams on spotify but also the live streams. oh yeah yeah, yeah. like even live streaming as teaching bro it's just it's and I, I hate to say it, but it's life, it's getting lifeless a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting really, really artificial. I guess maybe it's a better word. It doesn't sound so negative, but it's yeah. just very artificial now. And man, it, you as a teacher, you miss that interaction from the kids. As a DJ and an entertainer, <laughs> you you miss the interaction of the people. Yeah. You know, you you almost you almost miss that one girl that's asking you to put this up on YouTube or, almost. or requesting that. You almost miss it. But, um, no, man. I mean, it, it really goes to show you the, um, the just the human aspect of these things that we do in our everyday life like how much that really means and I know people have to be safe and I understand that but god man I miss live music I miss going to shows dude, dude I, miss, I miss going to shows I miss the so. thud I miss the thud of a fucking sub so bad dude and hanging out with my friends and pre-gaming and the whole yeah, aspect and but. that's the cool thing now is like the, the bigger the bigger we get the more we do this the cooler those shows are going to be because it's going to be feeling like we're just watching our friends. Yeah. That's the ticket, you know? Uh, Uh, That's what I always try and let my friends know. You know, if you're going to stick with me now and you're going to be there now, you're going to reap the benefits, you know, later on because I I don't like to sit here and say like, you know, I don't don't talk like I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, but, you know, you'd be dumb to think that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm striving for. Like, I do very much want to play in front of thousands and thousands of people and reach people through my music and make a difference when I get there. So, yeah, um, yeah, everybody, you know, I mean, I, I want to get back to normal, man. 
that's my take on it. Like, short answer, after that long one, I want it back to normal as soon as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. So whatever I can do or whatever people can do to make it get to that point, like, let's do it because I'm so tired of the live streams. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing about that is that they're getting so crazy now. I see, like, like yeah, me too. Josh, he's from out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I love him to death. He's getting, his live streams are crazy. I saw a live stream that he did, and it's like this virtual world that's yeah. so dope, and I like it, but I almost hate to like it because then yeah. you're like, why don't we just do that? Right. No, I don't want to just do that. <laughs> well, I love him for making his live stream look so freaking awesome. It's yeah. just also at the same time, it's like, uh, no, I don't want that, though. I don't want it to go that way, you know? I'm right there with you, bro. but people are just trying to make the best out of it. So for sure, I, I love your optimism. What is uh, what does the rest of this year look like for you? Maybe early 2020. What do you got planned? Man, I was just sweet. So me and my girlfriend like to take walks uh, down to the lake. We're not get your steps in. Those are, yeah, those are the best times to just kind of like decompress. But dude, we just talked about the fact that I have uh, a pretty. To, to, and these are all in my case, right? I, I really believe that these next three releases of mine are going to be really, um, what's the word? Uh, tra- trademark, landmarks? Cornerstones. Yeah, they're going to be the ones that I feel like really kind of start to put me in the conversation. Quite yeah. Um, I have one coming out at the end of this month with two of my really good friends, uh, Max and Flynn. They go by a duo of Stop Calling Me. Um, we have a pretty dope track that we've been sitting on for a while now. It's a great end of the summer track. It is. Um, I feel like it's going to be uh, a perfect vibe. We're going to be doing a release party for that at um, downtown at one of the venues later on. I believe it's Tunnel. And so there will be information coming out on that. Um, and then I have – I had a, I did a couple songs with a, an artist named Doug Bacco. Bacco, I think, is actually how you pronounce it. Amazing singer. He's actually worked with a couple other artists in Chicago like Cafe Disco, he's got one that's coming out with Milk and Cooks. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. Within the, all within the same camp. Very poppy, but has that like a version of a raspy voice that he can get into. Uh, we laid down a kind of poppy deep house track that's called Jimmy Choose that's going to be coming out. I was going to send that out through uh, uh, on, as a single, but then I had him do kind of like a deeper, darker version of his voice for like kind of a late night tech house track yeah and i'm like dude you know what i'm just gonna put those two together on a little ep and push that out in the middle of october it's called another it's gonna be called another weekend like just another weekend we have fun etc um and i think personally these are some of my best songs that i've worked on and done so far and i'm so excited to a get them out to the people that always listen but Mm -hmm. b man when you put i realize every time you put something out you meet so many new people virtually or in person you get so many more people's attention and I'm just excited man I'm excited to take that next leap and then so short term that's that's what's coming up next for for anybody that's listening or that cares Um, let's go bro yeah I'm just gonna keep pumping them out man I think there you know I've noticed there are a lot of people in this in the industry too in the music scene they're making so much stuff but they never put it out yeah and it's such a shame because i think what it really maybe is is that they're worried because it's not on a label or maybe it's not good enough yeah or just put it out if you're listening just put it out because it's all subjective yeah and it's all about how much you put into it don't worry about the numbers don't worry It'll, that stuff will start to come because i didn't see any numbers and then i put beautiful mistake out got on a few playlists 
and because of Beautiful Mistake, they started listening to Pump Action. Yep. And now all of a sudden, I'm seeing some like little tidbit of numbers, and it's like it's rewarding, of course. But even if I didn't, like to me, the fact that I got it out there and I can tell half of my friends that hey, I'm on Spotify, like that in itself is just so rewarding. So to anybody out there who's not putting out their music because they're worried, just put it out. I love put that. Put it out there because it's only what's the worst that can happen. I mean, even if it's, like, not that good, like, just put it out. You learn from it, you move on. Your next one will be better. Like, yep. it, that's the thing about music. You really can't go backwards. If you Like, you can't. Because you learn something new every time you do a song. You, and you can't go backwards. So just keep pushing it out. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited to get some stuff out. And shit's going to be crazy, dude. dude. I can't wait. I'm ready, man, and I'll be front row in every way that I possibly can. I'm super excited to hear this music from you, and I know the Stop Calling Me release. I've been hearing it for a little yes. while now. I know how fire it is, yeah. so I'm excited about that. Your, your support your support means the most to me, man. I know we're closing out here at the end of the hour. I just want to say this has been a humbling experience for sure because I will be completely honest. When I started to catch wind of what you were doing, A, I respected it because it was just very well done. Thank you. But B, I noticed that you were interviewing you know, mainly Chicago artists, and, and you know, then you, you even have some really big names now that you've been interviewing, and to me, it was a push, it was a motivator, because I, to me, I was like, A, I haven't earned it yet, because I, I didn't have anything out at the time, but I knew what I was doing, so to me, I was like, damn, I need to be interviewed by freaking Sherman. <laughs> I think what you set up, man, is you set up, like, kind of a, a bar that a lot of people in Chicago want to hit. Yeah. And that's kudos to you. Thank you. interviewed by Sherm, to me, that's a bar that I've been striving to hit for a long time. So when I met you, that was huge. But also when you texted me about the, the interview, that meant a lot to me. So I want to thank you for the time that, that you're putting in with this and also having me on. It means a lot to me, and I hope to be back on again in the future. And I hope to see you freaking grow too, man. Thank keep, you, brother. Keep doing your thing. Keep setting yourself aside because it really does make a difference. And I just wanted to kind of share that with you. Um, how much of a fan I am, but also kind of just how humbled I was that I was able to be on this. And I feel like this is a milestone for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah you're the man. It. You're the man, bro. You're humble yourself, bro. I appreciate that. A little acknowledgement means a lot to me. But, um, you know, like I said in the very beginning, man, real recognize real. I see you producing. I see you hustling. I see you making moves. I see you looking at your future. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the time in to spend it with you right now if I didn't really believe in you. So I want to end on that, okay, for real. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're the man, brother. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you very soon, actually. We're probably going to get a million text messages. Yeah, Flynn's, we're probably going to have 20 text messages from Flynn. I think he just got up. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's that's how he works, but that's okay. He's my brother. That's how it's going to happen. We're going to pump out some good music, and I can't wait to share it all with you guys. And thank you so much. Have a good night, dude. Peace, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you again. All right, peace.